Welcome to the Bible Reading Plan podcast by Victory Point. One of the best ways to grow as a disciple of Jesus is to read and reflect on Scripture daily. We created this podcast to guide you through our daily Bible reading plan that helps us dwell in God's Word as we grow together in listening to the Spirit. Whether you're on your commute, doing dishes, or just getting up in the morning, we're glad you tuned in. Good morning. Happy Wednesday. It's the 13th of January, 2021. And my name is Brendan. I am your host, this podcast, Bible Reading Plan podcast. And we are here with Steve Durr, our formidable guest of the week. Thank you, Steve, for joining us. We have talked about several things this week already, including how to hear God's voice, how to help other people hear God's voice. Um, Yeah. God knowing us intimately, being able to see other people as known intimately by God. And today we're going to read 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 12 through 20. Steve, do you have this in front of you that you could read it for us? I do. Yep. Great. Great. Thank you. All right. I have the right to do anything, you say, but not everything is beneficial. I have the right to do anything, but I will not be mastered by anything. You say, food for the stomach and stomach for food, and God will destroy them both. The body, however, is not meant for sexual immorality, but for the Lord and the Lord for the body. But by his power, God raised uh, the Lord from the dead and he will raise us also. Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ himself? Shall I then take the members of Christ and unite them with a prostitute? Never. Do you not know that he who unites himself with a prostitute is one uh, with her in body? For it is said the two will become one flesh. But whoever is united in the, with the Lord is one with him in spirit. Flee from sexual immorality. All other sins a person commits are outside the body. But whoever sins sexually sins against their own body. Uh, do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You are bought with a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. Thank you, Steve. Okay. So... What is grabbing your attention out of this passage, first and foremost? What are some things that bother you? I would think that there'd be some things in here that would bother, you know, anybody. Yeah. Um, what are some questions you have and what um, is grabbing your attention in general? Yeah. Um, well, the first thing that just the first couple of verses talking about, I have the right to do anything, but not everything is beneficial. It just kind of speaks to me that as, as people, um, we have the ability to do things, but just because we can doesn't mean we should. Um, and so to set that, and we, we share with our students at school, um, wisdom is doing, um, not doing what you can, but doing what you should. Um, and so just as we dive into a passage that, um, you know, has some things like you said, could raise questions about, um, we just have to keep in mind that just because we can do things doesn't mean we should. Um, we need to um, try to, to do what God has called us to do. Um, but yeah, that's um, questions. Um, well, I, I, one thing that kind of jumps out um, towards the end and talks about how sexual immorality is a sin against your body where all, all the other sins are against, I guess, other people. Um, in the passages above, uh, verses 9 to 11, it lists a bunch of those maybe sins that God's talking about. Um, cheating, doing wrong, sexual immorality, idolaters, adulterers, greedy, drunkards, um, slanderers, swindlers. Um, 
So he kind of separates out a lot of those things. You know, you're you're sinning against other people. You're when when you steal things, you're stealing from other people. Um, if you're a slanderer or a drunkard, um, but he makes a distinction that sexual immorality is a sin against yourself, your own body. So I guess maybe the first question is just you know why does he distinguish that? Why, um, yeah, why is this a sin against my own body versus against other people? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it um, it troubles me that Paul even has to say these words to the church. How sad mm. that he has yeah. to argue with them about why they shouldn't be seeing prostitutes. You know, (laughs) (laughs) what a sad situation that the church is in that uh, he has to even talk about that. You know, he has to make a theological treatise about that. Yeah. Um, Which tells me things were pretty messed up in Corinth in the first century. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know, Um, and I mean, I think that this is uh, he's quoting here when he says all things are lawful for me. He's quoting them back to themselves. These are things that he's heard them say to him. Yeah. Well, all things are lawful for me. I I can do whatever I want. I have I have personal freedoms, you know. And then he also puts in quotes: "Food is meant for your stomach, and the stomach for food." He's putting that in quotes because that's maybe a saying that they've said to him. Well, food is meant for stomach, and the stomach for food. Or, my body is meant for sex, and sex for my body. So why wouldn't I just? put two and two together. Like, this is just what, this is what my body wants. And so I'm going to give my body what it wants. Nothing wrong with that. Right. Yeah. Um, and so there's kind of this, um, they're, they're taking sayings from their culture and logic from their culture, from their, um, Hellenistic culture, which is all about, you know, um, the here and now, you know, live and let live. Um, you know, seize the day kind of thing, you know, um, and Paul is quoting that back to them to say that is not how someone with the mind of Christ thinks, you know, that, um, and, and I, I think there's some caution here about what Paul is saying. I mean, he's just, like you said, he's just listed a bunch of don'ts and do's, you know, which could be interpreted as some law. You know, like, here's the rules. And and then he kind of, you know, caricatures their response to that. Well, all things are lawful for me. I, I've been freed for the law through Christ, right? Like, right, I don't have right, to obey yeah. by those rules. And Paul's basically saying, yeah, you're right. You don't have to obey by these rules. You've been freed by Jesus um, to freed from the law. Jesus was born of a woman, born under the law to redeem those under the law, right? So that we'd receive adoption to sonship and become children, not only children, but heirs. Um, that's what he says in Galatians. So what's the deal? Why, why tell me what to do? You can't tell me what to do, which is so American, right? <laughs> right. right. <laughs> so yeah. our posture, don't you do your thing. I'll do my thing. Live and let live. Um, you make yeah. your rules. It's your relationship with God. You figure it out. I'll do my thing. Um, and Paul is just so frustrated with this. Um, I just, I can, his frustration just like seeping through the words, I feel like. And he's saying, yes, you are free to do whatever you want, but you belong to somebody. You know, this yeah. is a question of belonging, not a question of behavior. If you belong to Jesus, your body is not your own. You can't go giving it to anybody. 
You know, you can't just go subscribing yourself, selling yourself away to whoever, to the highest bidder. You can't just like go become a slave to your desires again. You belong to Jesus. And I love this when he says, your body is a holy, is, is a temple of the Holy Spirit yeah. within you. Um, not only do you belong to God, but you are a temple. I think the temple thing, it does point to like the fact that we are to be holy, you know, and righteous, like a temple, yeah. to be holy and set apart. But I think more than that, he's saying that you are a worshiper, you know, like you're the temple of God points people in worship back to God, you know, and we have to recognize that our bodies are temples, meaning they are places of worship. Our bodies are places of worship. Mm -hmm. And whatever we immerse ourselves in, we begin worshiping, you know? Um, and that's a question of idolatry. I think that's what he's talking yeah. about is to say, you have made your temple, a temple of prostitutes, a temple of your own desires, a temple of your hungers and your lusts and your thirsts and whatever you want. You, you've brought on all these other gods that you're worshiping with your body. And this is a, but your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. So you've got to clear those, those things out or else you don't really belong to God. God bought you with a price. You are not your own anymore. So glorify God in your body. Meaning, uh, I mean, James K.A. Smith, um, theologian, he wrote a whole series of books on this, Desiring God. He talks about how people are primarily worshiping beings that we um, we are what we worship and um, and when we go to the shopping mall we if that becomes part of our pattern that becomes part of our worship how does that inform how we worship God you know how we start mm -hmm. to think and what the things we begin to love and the things we begin to desire if all I'm doing is you know scrolling on social media how is that forming my worship of God um, or not. Um, if I'm reading scripture and, and, you know, and engaging in conversations around discipleship with others, how is that forming and shaping my relationship with God? Whatever we immerse ourselves in becomes our um, part of our worship. So I think that's what Paul is pointing us to, not like a mm -hmm. list of do's and don'ts, but to say, yes, you do have freedom in Christ. Um, and yet you belong, you belong to him and you have to realize that you are worshiping you're worshiping these things and that's idolatry. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think um, this is not the only passage where Paul's wrestling with the idea of, you know, sh should we sin or not? We, there's grace. If we do, uh, when we met, when we did the podcast six months ago, um, we, we looked at Romans seven fifteen through 25 and that's the whole passage where he talks about, I know what I want to do, but I don't do it. You know, I, I sin, even though I know, I know I'm not supposed to sin. I, um, and we kind of talked about at that time that um, there is grace when we sin, um, but we, we shouldn't discount on that, right? We shouldn't, we shouldn't sin so that God's grace can increase more, which is another passage where, where Paul talks about, um, you know, I shouldn't keep sending just so God's grace is more. Um, and even Jesus, uh, when, you know, the story of the woman caught in adultery, when he says, you know, whoever's sinless casts the first stone. And although he could um, throw a stone, he doesn't. And what he says, though, is go and sin no more. Um, so there's that, uh, that theme throughout here that we can, uh, it sins part of our life and God has grace for that. But just because we can, and, and be forgiven doesn't mean we should. Um, 
Another thing that as you're talking about this, that kind of jumped out to me is there's the culture of the day. And actually, our culture even now today is similar where things like prostitution back then was acceptable. It was OK, I guess. Um, it, or I don't know about OK, but it was just kind of what was part of the culture. And so I think what Paul is saying is we have to separate ourselves from that culture. Right. Um, and if people see us preaching the gospel, but they also see us going to prostitutes, that's a mixed message. Um, and so we got to we got not only is our body a temple and we got to do what's what honors God with it. But we also have to understand is that people look to us and if we want our message of salvation and, and forgiveness to uh, carry any weight with people, we got to be walking the walk. Mm-hmm. Right. We can't I think of, um, you know, what turns people off from Christ, uh, what turns people off from Christianity a lot of times is they see this spiritual leader um, and then get caught in a very public sin, whether it's a pastor of a church who has an affair or, you know, I think back in the, the 80s, the televangelists that, you know, asked for all the money and that seemed to be their kind of their, their primary thing. We just want money. People see that and say, oh, you're a Christian, yet you're doing these things. So, you know, maybe I don't want to do this Christianity thing. Um, yeah, I feel like now I kind of went on a bird walk, but no, um, no that's that's yeah. right. Along. I mean, I think of also uh, the priests, you know, with um, with uh, you know with huge uh, you know controversy with the scores and scores of priests who have abused uh, young boys. Oh yeah, and right. That has that has led to a lot of people, tons of people leaving the Catholic Church and probably the Protestant yeah. Church too. Um, being fed up with that kind of thing and that's exactly this right like like do you not know that your body is a temple of the holy spirit and yet you're abusing other people um people see that not only does it corrupt your own soul but also people Mm -hmm. see that as part of the witness of the church and um we belong to jesus we don't belong um to uh, the desires of our flesh so um it's it's hugely important our worship is hugely important in terms of our witness yeah yeah Yeah. well tough passage and um it should be a concerning passage for all of us to re-examine where our desires are what we do with our bodies um and that our bodies matter um and um you know what what we do with our desires you know it says the food is meant for the stomach and stomach for the food um, meaning we can't just follow the desires of our bodies. We have to, we have to be um, aware of the, the things that are pulling at our attention and our affection and, um, and constantly be reminded that our bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit, that we were bought with a price and that we are not our own. That's the whole uh, Heidelberg Catechism, right? Um, that I'm yeah, not my own, right. but belong body and soul to Jesus Christ. So... Um, May that be our reality today. Be reminded that you were bought with a price. You are not your own. What a gift that we are not our own any longer and that we, are, we belong to a good God who, um, who, to whom we owe all of our worship. Go in peace, everybody. Be with you tomorrow. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Bible Reading Plan podcast. If you have any reflections on the scripture we just read, please click the link in the show notes to leave us a voice message. We'd love to hear from you. 
let me send you on your way with a blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Thank you.